Hello and welcome to Skeptics and Seekers Spooky Halloween Edition. And I'm your host, the skeptic, David. And I'm Dale, the Christian or Seeker. Talk about scary. Anyway, um, this is uh, this is Dale's week. I uh, wanted to go ahead and introduce the show, though, because I wanted to. I just wanted to make a quick uh, comment. So Dale and I have done this show before. Um, this is the second time this week we've done it, and uh, we're doing this show on Saturday. We usually do it on Tuesday, so really we're doing it just before I post it. Uh, and the reason for that uh, is because uh, I. Uh, did not do a very good job, and I don't appreciate my uh, the way I conducted uh, that show. And so, although nothing publicly will ever get out, you will never hear that show. I'm just going to apologize to you anyway because I I behaved poorly, and I created a bad episode that I refused to air. And um, I asked uh, Dale if he would be kind enough to uh, give me a second chance to do this show again. And um, so if we sound like we're unprepared and we don't know what we're talking about, trust me, we were prepared the first time. (laughs) It was several days ago. Neither one of us have really looked at the material (laughs) since then. Uh, We barely remember what we're talking about. But trust me, no matter how bad this podcast turns out to be, it's a lot better than what it's replacing. So, <laughs> so uh, hopefully, it's, it, it, it's not. It can't get worse. It can't. Okay. It can't get worse. Yeah. I listened to it. Um, so, the other thing that I wanted to say up front is this show has a natural part two, and so I'm gonna go ahead and announce up front that we are not going to address some of the things that you will naturally be saying, oh, but you should be talking about this. Well, what about that? We haven't forgotten. We didn't miss it. Uh, It's going to be in next week's discussion. So I can tell you up front next week, uh, it'll be my topic and it'll really just be a part two of this topic. We will be talking about spiritual warfare. Stay tuned. So even though this week's topic is a very lighthearted-ish topic on Halloween, uh, it does lead into something, or should I say, bleed into something more seriously, uh, uh, which will be <laughs> next week. And uh, if also, you know, this is a strange thing for uh, Dale and I. We've both had a chance to listen to this week's Unbelievable, which, by the way, was on the same topic that we plan to talk about. So we might uh, make some references to that podcast as well. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Dale and he is going to tell us about Halloween. Okay. Um, so yeah, my, my topic, I wanted to do a holiday themed uh, episode because we're approaching Halloween. And from what I remember in my blog, um, basically my main thesis is, uh, you know, there's a bit of a dilemma within Christianity. Some some Christians have no problem, uh, you know, letting their kids take part in Halloween, like trick-or-treating or going to Halloween parties, dressing up. Um, but other Christians uh, see see that as a big no-no because it's based on the, you know, the, uh, All Hallows' Eve and the pagan, you know, it has pagan associations. Um, so, from yeah, ba- basically, I take the former side. I, I don't think 
uh, taking part, you know, taking your kids trick-or-treating. I, I myself went trick-or-treating um, or, or dressing up in a costume. And, and he a- turned out just fine, right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Dave, David went trick-or-treating, and I'm assuming everyone thinks he turned out fine. So. <laughs> okay, we'll take that back. <laughs> we got Count, uh, Count David here. Um so, so yeah, I don't think I don't think it's a big a big deal at all, um, and it boils down to uh, the intent, um, because obviously there are certain occultic practices which the the Bible forbids for Christians, um, and these can be as loosely associated with Halloween. People, you know, do do things like Ouija boards or, um, you know, taking part in witchcraft rituals or. Or spiritism, trying to communicate with the dead, which the Ouija board is a part of, um, and I, th- I think the Bible would prohibit Christians from taking part in these specific activities that people do at Halloween. Um, but you know, as to trick or treating or dressing up as a dressing up as a witch or a skeleton, uh, I don't think God cares about that. I think it's it's more about you know the the intent that people have, and they're not idealizing these um, enemies of God, uh, so to speak, or they're not actually trying to communicate with dead dead people when they put on a, you know, dress up as a ghost, put on a white sheet to look like a ghost or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's fairly fairly straightforward. Um, yeah, I'm kind of liberal on this. I, I don't think the Bible would prohibit trick-or-treating or dressing up in costumes and having fun on Halloween. And I'll turn it over to David. Okay. Um so let me just ask you a series of provocative questions, Dale. Um, if they're too provocative, just let me know, and I'll answer them myself. <laughs> but I'm not going to not ask them. <laughs> so okay. uh, that said, are you familiar with the Ku Klux Klan? I am. Okay. Uh, when you see images of a Klansman in white sheet... What do you, what do you think? I'm sure you've seen those images before, either on television uh, or in in books. What how do, how do you feel? What's your visceral reaction? Um, like, is it about about the white sheets, or you mean because of who they are, or whatever? Sure. Like I that? mean, just um, yeah, your visceral, your human reaction. Try to try to get in touch with your human side. This is not a trick <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it, it will turn. Into, um, yeah, I, I don't have um, a strong visceral reaction anymore. Like this is where Tara's criticism of me is somewhat accurate like when i'm trying I, to I help you out so much i i don't know but i, I have yeah. to be unfortunately i have to be honest like yeah that is a deficiency that i have like i when i was growing up in high school like do you think they're wrong do you think they're yes, bad absolutely yes okay all absolutely. right so that, that, that's I don't, look the only reason i'm cutting you off is because i'm i am trying, trying to, to spare you, you from the Thank male you. right yeah Thank no no you. but i would agree if you want that is a deficiency on my part that needs to be improved. And, you know, I do need to improve there, but absolutely. Okay. I understand. So you, you see bomb. it as, you see it as a bad thing. And, yeah. um, you know, what they stood for was bad and 
if there are people today, for instance, who still have their old clan outfits and their closets and they kind of put them on every now and then and cosplay and lovingly caress them, you would you would think that they were bad too, I take it. Is that correct? Yes. Please say yes. yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, All right. Yay. Uh, yeah, so we're getting, we're getting you there slowly. All right. So here's, here's the trick part of the question now. Um, so do you think it's okay for kids to dress up as clansmen? No, why not? I do not. Um, same same deal with dressing up as Hitler. I, I think it's because of the contextual indicators. Um, but we're a long ways from slavery. Uh, we're a long ways from crosses burning, you know, in every other black neighborhood. So um, surely there's 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 more to it than that. Let's say two thousand years from now when nobody remembers the clan and then someone f- finds it in a book and they dress up as a, you know, dress their kids up as clansmen, would it be okay then simply because society is forgotten? I would say, um, yes. If the KKK is somehow transformed into meaning something else, well, like, let's say like that cast, it wasn't transformed. It, okay, it no. they just dug it up from history. Oh, here's a thing that used to happen in history. I think I'll dress up as the clanman. And and they know what they represent. Yes, and absolutely, because they study their history. Okay, so then no, I, I wouldn't okay. allow my kid to dress up like that. So then we're talking about something a little bit bigger than just whatever societal context is at the time. That's all I'm getting at. Now, the reason I ask you that question, I know for the the audience is thinking you could have gotten there so much faster. <laughs> Come on, Dale. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out. I'm not trying to make you look bad. I promise. I'll yeah, let you no know mind. when I'm trying to make you look bad. Um, so in terms of Halloween, um, how, how do you think, uh, before we get to Halloween, how do you think God views Satan? Do do you think he views Satan with loving kindness or do you think he views Satan as an enemy? I think he, I think this might sound controversial, but I think that uh, God loves all of his creatures, including Satan and demons, but he views him as an enemy of God. He's irredeemable. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah. So I'm, like... I'm, I'm trying to land you on the place that's that's going to make you look the best here. <laughs> so you think you see Am him... I messing that up? <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> I'm trying to help you, man. So... Um, God sees Satan as an irredeemable enemy. If I can take some of your words and put them together in that right in that way, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, how do you think God feels to the extent that God has feelings and to the extent that you could understand them when he sees his beloved little children dressing up and pretending to be his irredeemable enemy? I think God. I think God can actually handle that because He gets what people are doing. They're not actually worshiping the real what? Satan kind of thing. It's become sort of a cartoonish joke. You know, the guy with the pitchfork and the horns out of the head. Um, I, I think that God has a sense of humor. He he gets what people are meaning in the context of what they're doing on Halloween. I, I don't. They're not giving their endorsement to Satan and and making a statement by rejecting God or anything like that, um, that that's where it becomes a problem. And that, that's not 
that's not what I'm doing. My, my brother dressed up as the devil. He wasn't making a statement. It was just whatever. Um, and I, I think that God is more lenient than, you know, he's, he's not offended. He, he gets what we're doing. Okay. So look, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want the audience to understand the connection that I'm making and understand why we can never see eye to eye on this. Um, I believe that God views the devil in an even more harsh way than I view a Klansman. <clears throat> and, you know, you could say that, you know, if you dressed your, you know, if, you, if you let your kid go as a Klansman, you know, just because, you know, we like to play villains as well, right? I mean, heroes and villains. We, we get to play both sides. Video games, you get to play both sides. Cowboys and Indians, we assume that one of those is a villain. You know, we get to play both sides. So a Klansman is just a villain in history. Uh, and yet you see the problem in, uh, in dressing up as that particular villain. But you don't see the problem of dressing up as God's villain. And I would, I would say that it is the same thing, and you obviously say it's different. So dressing up as the devil would be one of those things where I'd say, no, that's not, that's not allowed. And I would say the same thing for witches. How does God view witches? We know how God views witches. His order was to kill them. Uh, in fact, you might even say it was to kill them in sight, uh, because his order was to suffer not a witch to live. I mean, just don't. You witch, you die. And so I don't think that God has changed on that. Now, we as society have changed on that. We don't care. We like witches. I mean, since the show Bewitched and probably before that, we have we have portrayed witches as favorable. Harry Potter, we, have portray, we portray witches as favorable. God's sitting there thinking, wait a minute. I thought I said that witches were not good. And now we've got people growing up thinking that witches are okay. And so for you, eh, it's just another villain. Uh, have fun with it. And I think it's different for God, at least the God that you know I once understood and believed. Um, so yeah, I I don't see how you think that you know taking on these kind of occult personas for Halloween is an innocent thing for Christians, but you do understand that taking on a clan persona is not okay. No, but I, even with the clan persona, 2,000 years from now, I, I asked you what's the societal context of, like maybe there's a new a, a holographic TV show or something that comes on and it, you know, people are dressing up, the KKK is portrayed positively or something. It's not representative of what they actually were. Um, so people dress up on Halloween as these guys, then... That I wouldn't have. But a that's not with. that's not the situation that I think we're in here. I mean, the devil is still the devil, right? I mean, the the only reason people dress up as the devil is because they don't take him seriously. He's a he's yeah, a it, he's a joke to most atheists, and I would argue to most Christians too. It, yeah, it's just it's just a yeah, it is a card, but it's it's unreal. If Christians actually thought it was real, they would take it more seriously, but they don't. No, well, I take. I take because I've watched uh, like out of interest I have watched documentaries and stuff on the development of Satan or whatever so like yeah we, we have a post enlightenment view where we romanticize first we romanticized um, Satan trying to portray him as a good guy this is where a lot of 
uh, and then 1930s thereabouts, we got this, we started developing this cartoon, cartoonish vision, right? The pitchfork and the two horns poking out of the head and that's sort of, he's all red. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with a kid dressing up as this guy. Um, Except Satan is supposedly Christian. still a going concern for God. He's yeah, still so a going concern, supposedly for Christians. So uh, here's here's what I would agree with you then. As a Christian parent, um, I would probably make make it clear to the the kid as best as best you can that you know we're not that Satan is a real. There is a real Satan. He is an evil being. He is the enemy of God. We are not to you know equate the two. You're not to idealize Satan or think oh Satan's a good guy because I. I'm dressing up with it, like whatever way you would explain to the the kid based on his age. Um, so yeah, okay, maybe Christians have a duty to explain that. Um, okay, but you're still trivializing it, wouldn't you say? I mean, Satan is being trivialized in a way that I think, once again, with Christian hat firmly on, completely unbiblical. Satan was not a trivial character, and, and his powers uh, were not trivial concerns. And to turn him into a cartoon mask is to trivialize him and to say, oh, Satan is no big deal. That that seems to be very much unchristian. Satan is no big deal. The dark world is no big deal. Witchcraft is no big deal. Um, that seems to be the Christian message when they uh, hand wave away Halloween, the Christian on uh, this week's program who was in favor of, uh, uh, of all this stuff, he seemed to, you know, toward the end of the program, he seemed to be saying that he just doesn't even believe in all that stuff. And okay. that's, I think that's where you end up at. I think it is all fun and games when you don't really believe in it. Um, okay, well, but no, because I, I really believe, <laughs> believe in demons and that sort of thing, and Satan, I believe he is real. Um, but... Yeah, I think that I think that it's possible to allay your concern, uh, which is potentially valid. Yeah, we we do run the risk of trivializing or romanticizing these enemies of God, as you as you like to call them. Um, so yeah, we it's on it's the responsibility of a Christian parent to make sure that the child understands that. If if the kid can't understand it, then maybe then you don't dress up dress up your kid as these things. Dress him up as a Power Ranger or a hero or an angel or something. Well, maybe um, careful about the Power Rangers. Where do they get their power from, in fact? Uh, you know, maybe we need to start asking that. Because that's not just an alien uh, influence. Magic you know, there's there's some, there's some magic, and let's just say it, all magic is dark magic if it doesn't come from God. Power Rangers is not a religious story. Uh, so maybe, is, maybe is, dress them up as something actually, else. Is it actually magic in, uh, in the show or is it? Honestly, uh, I went to the movie a, a couple of years ago when the Power Rangers movie came out. Uh, live action Power you Rangers. You actually watched that? I went thing? to it. I went there. You don't almost paid money for it. Okay. Except my wife worked at the theater and so we could watch movies for free. Oh, okay, but I'm pretty okay. sure I paid uh, good money for popcorn. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, In fact, if I told you all the movies that we, that I've gone to over the last couple of years, you would be shocked and appalled. So I will confess to the Power Rangers. Okay. (laughs) I I can't judge you. I'm not going to judge. Everyone likes what they like. That's good. Um, I I watched Power Rangers. I didn't say I liked it. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Even better. Um, okay, so so with the magic thing, though, that I, I agree that th- there is no such thing as good or bad magic or light or dark magic. Magic is bad from God's perspective as an entity, right? Because it's it's trying to, basically what you're trying to do with all these things, communicating with the dead or engaging in magic or curses, you know, th- this was very popular. May the, the force be with so, you. Sorry? May the force be with you. Okay, so you can't dress up as Star Wars people. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, no, no dark, no light. It's all magic. You tell me what the force is. If it's not some, some ancient magical power that you use to bend the world, you use to bend people's wills. You use, I mean, you do a lot of things with that force. So I'm, I'm just saying, if we're, if we're going to start going down the road of saying magic is evil, which I think that actually Christians have to, you can't be Star Wars fans either. Okay, uh, so I, I disagree with that last part, but I agree with you that the force, <laughs> if you're believing in the force, like you're believing in actual magic, you're replacing your trust in God and trying to take control using these other forces. That That's why I think the Bible prohibits these practices, right? Like you're, you're trying to communicate with the dead to take control of something. Or I you're just saying, just think that. about all of these characters, uh, these mainstream characters, that if they were real, they would be enemies of God. And those are the people that Christians are holding up as heroes for their kids. So just think about all of the people that you would have to be opposed to if they were real. So everyone in Star Trek, that's, that's real. The Jedi, that's like a cult. You, you could not, you couldn't, what's that? Star Trek? Why? No, no, no. Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Star Wars. You you would, you would have to be, but you'd have to be opposed to the Jedi. You'd have to be opposed to Harry Potter. Uh, you'd have to be opposed to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have to be opposed okay. to the Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure. You'd have to be opposed to, you know, all of these things that, that we consider culturally really innocent that Christians have bought into. If, if, you, if you took those ideas seriously and if they in some other world were real you would actually have to be opposed to as enemies of God. And I just think that it is very interesting that some of the, some of the greatest pastimes uh, of Christian kids today are things that in a different world would be enemies of God. If they were real, if they were real, that's, that's, that's the key. But but still, that's what you're teaching them to love. You're teaching them to, to love that. But that's why I modified and said, you you have a point, though. You have to make sure you can make that distinction clear to them. And if you, and if your kids can't understand that, I don't know, maybe they're like two years old or something. So, okay, then I, I wouldn't dress my two-year-old up uh, as Satan or something. I, I would dress them up as an angel or something like that. Um, but once you can explain to them, you know, this, this is just a cartoon, a fictionary thing, this the real thing is against to God. And I, th- I think kids can understand, I don't, understand I, that. I, I actually think that would right? be very confusing. I don't, I don't think there's a kid alive, Harry Potter age, who hasn't in the dark of their room waved a candy cane and said, expecto patronum, wishing that something would happen. The, the, very, the very act of that is to practice witchcraft. Now, it's to practice it badly, but but it is witchcraft. Yeah, if uh, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, like, I'm trying to, when I was growing up, like, I could distinguish between the Satan, actual, the biblical Satan, and the Satan I saw in Bugs Bunny cartoons. Um, like, I understood this is just a cartoon. Well, the Satan you really saw in Bugs Bunny cartoon was still evil. He's still the bad guy. Yeah, but people, you know, people idolize sort of, oh, he's the rebellious bad guy or something like that, right? Like, it's, uh, I don't know, people don't, I, I could I could tell there was a difference as a kid okay. kind of thing. So if someone dressed up like him, the red guy with the horns, I recognized that wasn't really Satan. Okay. So, uh, you know, so I look, I have no reason to argue this outside of entertainment value. Because I think it's all uh, all nuts. I'm I my only purpose in arguing this today is to suggest that Christians, uh, especially the more moderate liberal liberal Christians, have traveled a long way from what used to be, uh, I think, a more classical Christianity. Uh, because there was a time I think when Christians didn't uh, think this way, and they were not so casual about the dark arts. Uh, and today's Christians, it almost seems hypocritical. I don't. I just don't see why I should listen to them. You know, when they talk about evil, because their understanding of evil is is not one that they take seriously. And I don't see why I should either. Okay. Well, I, I think um, I'll just say this to end off then. But yeah, Christ, Christians uh, do take evil seriously. But there is a danger. Um, you know, when when we take part in these things that it could become trivialized so you know you a christian should perhaps be on guard that you know make sure you're not getting to the point where you're trivializing actual magic or actual evil uh you know this this is a serious thing we do need to um reclaim our an ancient understanding of the seriousness of of the adversary of satan and how you know how how evil it is to do something wrong and stuff like that or to interact with ghosts and that sort of thing so yeah i think as long as you have your guard up and you understand what you're doing it's just a bunch of harmless fun uh but always be cognizant that there is a reality behind these these things okay so we've, we've still got a little bit more time so i i do want to ask a question that's going to lead into next week's conversation so we don't need to deal with this in too much depth but think of this as uh, an introduction for what's to come. Uh, so in your blog, uh, you talked about gateway, um, g gateway, gateway concerns, um, things yeah. that, things that could open the door to the dark side, if, if you will, you, you didn't use that language exactly. Uh, but I think anyone who read your blog would know what I'm talking about. And so, I, I want to, you know, I don't know if you still feel the same way today as you did a week ago when you wrote your blog, um, or, you know, four days ago when we uh, talked about it. But um, I do want to ask, so that I can get, get a baseline for what we're going to be dealing with. Do you believe in a, a in demonic creatures so yes. let, let me just start that are, are demonic creatures as real as you and me yes 
Okay. Uh, well, well, I don't. It just, it, yes, never yes. mind the physical the physicality part. This is not a trick question, and uh, I, you know, so, yeah. so um, yes, yes, yes. So, do demons inhabit this world? Now, I know that this this is where some technicality can come in. Because now, what do I mean by this world? Uh, do I mean some, you know, extra-dimensional substrate of this world? Or, do, well, what I mostly mean is the world where you and I are right now, where there are trees and bushes and Walmarts and car accidents and, you know, are demons here? Uh, yes, um, I do think so, yes. Okay, what form are they in? Once again, I'm not trying to get too technical, but some would say that guardian angels take on human forms. You, uh, there's that passage in the Bible that says, you know, you, you think you're only dealing with a human, but you might be dealing with an angel in disguise. So it, it suggests that human, uh, angels could be as solid as you and me. Um, so do you think that demons uh, inhabit this realm in the same way? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose they could. Um, for instance, could I be a demon? As far as you know. Um, I don't think, I don't think that demons do manifest in that way. Uh, they usually, if they do, the most direct manifestation on an earth level is they could possess you that okay, i'm aware you, you of. are aware that um that uh hugh ross thinks that demons can manifest this way i was not aware of that um I, it seems to be that that's that's wrong so that that's not what i believe um i wouldn't I wouldn't make any claims. I, I'll look into what he has to say, um, unless you're meaning like UFO. Yes, a UFO okay. is a is a th uh, and I don't mean just a trick of light. I mean the kind of thing that crashes the earth and leaves holes. Okay, um, so yeah, I, I do think in that case that demons uh, could and Uh, probably do manifest in those type ways. Like so as far like, as you know, example, I could be a demon. Um, well, I, would, I wouldn't say that because I don't think it... Man like when I'm talking about manifesting in that sense, like there, there are certain apparitions which are observed by groups um, and they, they seem to be veridical. So I, I believe that, okay, well, what they're seeing is some kind of demon or something. Okay, wait, wait. Why case. do you think that angels could manifest in a form like me? Could I, as far as you know, could I be an angel? Uh, I, again, I don't think so, but you, then what did the Bible an mean angel by you, you could be, uh, entertaining in, in angel underwears? How is that possible? If, if they didn't look and sound and feel like humans? Right, so that that's why I do believe. That's why I said I believe it because you gave the Bible verse. I'm not sure that that happens today or not, um, because I'm sort of iffy on whether. I think it's it's um, almost equally probable to equally probable that some kind of cessationism happened after after the um, New Testament was completed something fundamentally changed 
uh, in terms of how the spirit world interacts with the the physical world. So. Okay. Yeah. So that, I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to take you too far in there because I know you're not prepared to talk about that. I am just trying to get a real sense of what you do believe and what you don't believe, and kind of where where this is going to go. Because when we talk about spiritual warfare, so you did say that demons could and do uh, uh, exist in this world on this plane, but not like us. Tell me more yeah. about how you think demons exist and interact on this plane, then. Um, okay, well, in terms of what Hugh Ross is probably trying to get at, because, you know, I've, I've heard stories from Gary Habermas, Michael Kona, um, Craig Keener as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, there, there are various apparitions um, that, that people see. Not, not all of them can be explained away uh satisfactorily on a natural level so i might go okay well that that's that could be explained by a demon manifesting some way in in the world um there are also you know it, it depends how you interpret the evidence right like one thing i was gonna say dr ian stevenson has done a lot of research um and he provides certain evidential cases for proof for what he calls for what he thinks is reincarnation so he's interpreting this evidence differently um but i, I think some of his evidence makes more sense by saying that's demon i think it's demons i so, think that's a more yeah so let me go back and uh, just kind of peel back this layer a little bit you you've used the word apparitions a couple of times what do you mean by apparitions do you mean ghosts do you mean uh lights do you mean, you know, UFOs? What What are you talking about? Uh, all of the above. There's different, different okay, lines. So you I... understand that all of that's some f version of physicality. Now, we may be just talking about something visual within the electromagnetic spectrum, mm -hmm. but that's still physical. Yeah, so that's... if, in fact, a demon can take physical form in this world, why not human form? What what is I mean uh, honestly what's the big difference between appearing as a piece of light and appearing as a humanoid? There's there's not. Um, but you're but you're convinced I'm... that they couldn't appear as a humanoid, but they can appear as light and sound and everything else. Well, I didn't say I'm convinced, right? You can people can hear there's a lot of trepidation in my my voice I'm well, not okay but you're uh, let me just wrong, say that you're making I room think... for the idea that they can appear that way but you don't make room for the idea that they could appear uh, as as human shaped and i'm just i'm trying to figure out what your what the barrier is the 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 difference that you that you are seeing if a thing can show up as light i'm not entirely sure why it couldn't show up as a brick um why is that a brick um well I... I suppose with the angel thing, it's it's because you're there's a Bible verse that's telling us angels do manifest in this way, um, whereas all the the ones all the cases that pers that slightly push me over the edge as to something paranormal is going is going on here possibly, um, and and can't be are not consistent with the Christian worldview. Therefore, it would have to be demons. It can't be angels or messengers of God uh, leading to these types of um, phenomenon. 
they seem to manifest in these odd ways, not as a fully fledged flesh and blood demon or, or human form. Okay, but um, how, do, how does that how does that work with your cessationism? Because you said that you are, you know, leaning toward uh, being a cessationist. For those who are not familiar with that, that means that uh, miracles and supernatural things ceased or stopped happening at a certain time, and uh, different cessationists uh, might put the time of that cessation and the scope of that cessation in different places and at different levels. Uh, so you said, you know, for you, you're a complete uh, canon cessationist. Um, well, that's what I would be if it, like, I, I didn't say I have firm conclusions. Well, so but, like, but this is where like... this is where you're leaning, though. I'm not trying to trap you into a position that you don't hold. I'm simply trying to understand how these two positions work. You, I, on the I one see... hand, you're leaning towards cessationism. On the other hand, you believe that demons are still manifesting in some form in this realm. Okay. Which is so let me explain. So let me explain. So when when I said leaning, I, I should meant I'm partial. When I when I grew up as a Christian before, this is the view I prefer. Um, this is this is what makes sense to me. But as a non-believer, I started doing a little bit of research into this this type of thing. Um, so I'm slightly more probable than not that cessationism is false. Um, however, it's very weak um, for me because a lot of it, a lot of my reasons are based on trust. And, you know, I've, I've seen that backfire in, in certain times. So I, Craig Keener reports certain experiences that uh, are, according to him, medically impossible and that he himself witnessed or a trusted friend witnessed. Uh, Mike, Mike Lacona has told me certain stories uh, from trusted people that just can't be it's unlikely they could be explained naturalistically if true so I'm kind of the reason I, I'm leaning actually towards that end uh, towards saying well you know pro more probable than not very weakly Maybe there's maybe cessationism is false, and there there are, is some truth to what's going on with these things. Miracle healing still happen, and demonic activity still happens. Um, if I were left to my own, without that trust, trusting of of their accounts and knowing them, uh, then I would be like, uh, nope, I'm a cessationist. I don't. I've never witnessed any of. It. I've never been miraculously healed. I've never. Uh, witness demons it all sounds like that this was my I was more like a skeptic as a Christian growing up like ghosts it's all nonsense uh, you know um, I didn't even take seriously those types of claims so I'm partial towards cessationism but I'm leaning towards the fact that cessationism is false based on certain evidences which I think are unlikely to be explained naturally and I trust the source that it's true. Does that make sense? Well, a little bit, but it sounds to me like um, it, this is a very strange place for you not to be trusting the Bible. I mean, in none of that did you say, I've studied the Bible carefully on this matter, and no matter what anyone says, this is what the Bible seems to be teaching. You, you didn't go that route. Because I haven't studied the, the Bible too much on, on this topic. Um, but yeah, I would go if if something. Yeah, I would go with what the Bible says. Um, 
definitely. Well, I'm, I just find it interesting that you haven't. You, you're trying to form an opinion without having consulted the Bible, and you believe the Bible on just about everything that the Bible says. Um, but on this matter, uh, you're just trusting uh, stories of the paranormal from from various sources. And I, I would think that if the Bible says these things don't happen, then you do have another option with regard to these stories. Your option is they're wrong. Yeah. And, uh, that's and, what but I that's, think. but so I, um, you know, as someone who, who did uh, come at this from a biblical uh, perspective, mm-hmm. I was, my particular denomination was a cessationist. But as I grew out of that denomination, uh, I became less a cessationist because I do not, in fact, believe that the Bible supports a cessationist position. Okay. And so I I think that, um, you know, the Bible talks about various, uh, you know, gives various warnings about, you know, demons and evil and so forth. Um, long after the the well I shouldn't say long but after the the death burial and resurrection of Jesus um and so there was there was still this idea that satan and his demons were very real figures and going concerns in this world and i i never saw anything in scripture to lead me to believe that that changed during the biblical era and nothing that said, oh, but at, at this point in history, then it will change. And I think yeah. without that clarity, it's, it's a little vague to say, well, you know, when we have the complete canon, then we don't, you know, the, the spirit, the doors to the spirit world close. That, that sounds a little like head canon and not biblical canon. Uh, yeah, no, I would definitely agree that it's head canon. And it, it's uh, so I sort of lied before then, I guess, because it, it wasn't it isn't just the uh, the secular evidences that is convincing me as well. Like Craig, Craig Keener in the, his book on miracles goes extensively into refuting the cessationist perspective from a biblical standpoint. It's also in his commentary on Acts as well. So, um, yeah, I do think that there are. My my confidence in cessationism, even on a biblical level, has been compromised as well. Like I'm I'm not so sure that the Bible does teach cessationism. In fact, I would, I would probably again lean that you know I'd probably say I'm about seventy five percent sure, seventy to seventy five percent sure that the Bible actually teaches that doesn't teach cessationism. Yeah. So I, well, case, I would yeah, I would be. I would be in that range, if not higher. Okay. Uh, so, and I think that one of the reasons you're struggling with this, and I'm just, I mean, I know that this will come out sounding a little bit inflammatory, uh, but we've agreed to uh, too much over the last 10 minutes, so I need to say something inflammatory. Um, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think the reason this is a tough one for you is because you know that um, the cessationist position allows you to feel more sane and you don't have to support a lot of things that sound really kooky. Mm-hmm. And, but to agree that, you know, cessationism isn't right means that you've got to embrace a lot of crazy stuff. Um, the, the guy who was the, um, uh, not exorcism, not exorcist, what, what was he? He was the um, deliverance, deliverance minister on um, 
mm. unbelievable. You have to embrace his worldview a little bit. Yeah, because because I, the world that he envisions becomes a lot more real if cessationism is not true. And I don't think you want to do that as a rational person. Yeah, d- definitely. You're right. Like my sort of reluctance, the reason for my uh, partiality is like I have this sort of skeptical leaning when I was growing up as a Christian. Oh, you know, I remember friends and I talking about ghosts and all that. Oh my gosh, you guys are like, get out of It's just, I, I wouldn't even consider that because I just had this bias that that's not the way the world works. You know, I, I've never encountered that stuff. It's all just malarkey. malarkey. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. You can't, that's me letting my bias uh, develop headcanon and then impose that onto the scripture. And that that's where I've been sort of, well, actually, you can't, I can't do that. If I scold skeptics for doing that in other areas, I can't do that either. So I've been gradually becoming more open. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't wanted to do a full scale. Okay. Let, let me get down to the bottom and come up with a firm conclusion because it's, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't care about this stuff like Gary loves it like oh he loves to bring up you know oh we've got a new double blind prayer experiment or or something I'm just okay okay yeah yeah like I'll listen to it but it I don't know like I it's just not my my thing but maybe it should be maybe I should take this as an opportunity to try and come to more firm conclusions then yeah well you know once again it's a matter of to the degree that you want the non-believer to take any of this seriously, the Christian has to take it seriously. And I think that, you know, the appearance of Christians taking any of this stuff seriously has taken a big hit over the years. So, you know, whether you actually do take it seriously or not, it doesn't look like you do. And so we don't. And we see no reason to. Do you, do you mean like the existence of of these beings themselves or the fact that they're doing things today? I think, I think all of it, uh, you know, most, uh, most recently I'm talking about them actually doing things in the world and being some kind of going concern for us in, in the realm that we are in. So look, it's just so that we don't lose the thread there. There are a couple of other things I want to get at because you did talk about, you mentioned things like Ouija boards in your post. Mm -hmm. Um, so you spoke as if something like a Ouija board could somehow be a demonic doorway for a demon to come and enter this world and, uh, you know, do things to you, whether it's a possession or something like that. Do you act, do you still believe that? Have you rethought that? Um, I do still believe that. Um, I would modify it with, it doesn't have to necessarily be possession. It could be influence. And I think this is the the essence of the spiritual war. So that that is new, um, not new for me, but new from your perspective, because I didn't bring that up at all mm-hmm. uh, or think to mention that. But I, I think that is primarily what the spiritual warfare is about, is in terms of influencing us to follow God or, or to sin or not. So kind of the traditional you got an angel i don't actually believe this this part literally but it's kind of like you know you have an angel on one side and a demon on the other side so i, I think that they try to influence or they can entrench uh sinful attitudes or desires 
within you. So, uh, so maybe we could talk more about that next week with spiritual warfare. I, I can tell you now, though, my, my response to that will be, so I'm going to give you a whole week to prepare for it. Any Christians out there, you can take a whole week to prepare for this response. Um, it It is this. Uh, we already know who's going to win. In fact, God already has an exact count of who's in and who's out. So well, he's the, already- he already, he already has an exact so count according of, to the bible that was yes that that the, you know the names are in the book uh he knows who the saved are and who the saved are not uh and we already know that if it's just a matter of hard count of souls the devil gets the vast majority of souls who ever lived so this is not a game that's worth betting on uh because we already know the outcome and so if that's the only thing this is about it's a ridiculous war. God can call it right now. Uh, just give Satan his pieces and uh, and pack it in. Okay, you want me to? Yeah, if you to look, if you want, I'm just or, I'm, I, you know, I would I would love for you to surprise me with a clever response that I have not heard. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe I don't. that you can do it, but um, this is you know when you're saying, well, it's a war of influence. You know, we're trying to you know they're trying to win souls. No, they're not. They've already, that's already been established. Well, it's also a degree um, of punishment and or rewards in the, those states as well, right? Not everyone's in a totally equal equal state. Uh, um, and also, I forgot. Okay, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think... It, it's okay, you got a week, you got a week to work it out. <laughs> okay, no, but there's something I wanted to say where... Oh, um yeah the pieces why doesn't god just put the pieces where yeah well that's the same thing why doesn't god just create us okay well, these guys would all be saved so i'll just create you in heaven you guys i'll just create in hell uh right off the bat kind of thing without having to go through the motions but uh that's not possible you can't uh just arrive at an end state like that the process is necessary to arriving at that end state it's not necessary for god yeah it is well what you're suggesting is that he doesn't know and i would suggest that that is a terrible okay i i I thought that i thought that's what you thought he does know so it is not in fact necessary for us to go through this for god to know how it ends yeah yeah it's 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 necessary for us to go through for us to know how it ends but i'm not entirely sure that's even important yeah, it's not. It's not important for us to know how it ends. It's important for us to arrive at that end state. And we can't just be created in that end state. We have to go through the experiences and make our... God doesn't have power over our free will choices. And our free will choices through virtue ethics is what forms our character to be in the end state of being heaven fit. Okay, well, all, uh, then, all, then, the all, day, all Satan is doing is going through the motions and helping to weed out... Uh, the people who aren't going to go to heaven versus people that are. So, I mean, he's doing his part, but his part is not something that is important to the, to the ultimate outcome. Uh, you know, his, his role is no more interesting than any other character's role who is on a videotape. Play the videotape for it, it goes uh, the way it goes. Roll it back and play it again, it goes the same way. Roll it back and play it again, it goes, back, it goes the same way. So, to, you know, saying that those characters somehow, you know, have free will and that, you know, one character is really important to how this plays out, not really. 
No, that's not true then. So that it's not the case that fa- that's not the way it works just because God knows in advance what choices we're going to make. We still had to make those choices. We were not determined in that sense. That that's the purpose of having free will. It's free. Okay, but you can say that we but it, this is just a matter of time though. So you can say we made free will and that was recorded on God's videotape. But yes. it's still recorded. <laughs> Yeah, so we already right. already done, and so at this point, you can say, well, we're playing it out from our perspective, but God, it's already played out from God's perspective. Yeah, but God cares about it's necessary for but us. He, to play but it, he, there's to play nothing it out. that we can do to change the tape. From God's perspective, we've already done it. If if the tape, yes, if the tape includes our free will choices then yes that this is the this is how the molinistic understanding is so i'm trying to i'm trying to meet you there at your molinistic perspective and say the tape's already done doesn't matter i understand you say but we're the one making the choices great but we've already made the choices the play's already over audience has already gone home we just don't know it (laughs) yeah but part of part of the tape is god and satan warring with each other to influence people to make a certain choice. I agree. That's, that's part, part of the tape. That's part of the tape. Okay. And so once again, it's from God's perspective though, all pretty worthless because it's a tape he's already seen. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think what you mean by worthless. If, if worthless, if worthless is okay, what's going to, what's going to come about? What's going to be the end result? Of course, that's, that's not why God goes through the motions. He, before he created the foundations of the earth, he knew what the tape was going to be, right? right? That's part of his sovereign control is he, he chose to set up this tape as opposed to another tape yep. or something. Uh, so that's the sovereignty part. Um, that, But the, the process of going through the tape is necessary for us to develop the characters because the free will component, God can't just create us with characters fit for heaven or fit for hell. We have to go through the process we, through our free will choices to develop those characters. Okay. This is virtue, known as virtue ethics, I, right? I, could... I, I get that. But you're so look what we're what we're talking about is a thing that at the end of the day, even next week, we're not going to be able to agree on, which is the purpose of spiritual war. It's you know you can you can you know we'll have that discussion next week, and you'll understand why none of this ultimately matters not from my side or dale's <laughs> so um okay. i i i look forward to getting into that in the the appropriate time but uh you know once again just so demons can do can influence us in this world and you think that there are things like ouija boards that let them in how does that work Roughly, I, I almost said exactly, but I, I know that that would set you off. How does, how, as a as a non-believer in any of this, am I supposed to think about how this works? I buy a Ouija board, and then what's how how do I get Satan into me? Because one of the things that I I did on this week's board, um, I've already done it before this recording, is I put up a post. Uh, on uh, unbelievable and i said hey you know levitation i'm in sounds like a great superpower i would like to levitate demons like to levitate you tell me how to do it exactly um and i offered a little bit of a fake contest uh and um 
put up some links to Ouija boards and uh, tarot cards. So yeah. uh, please draw Get me a, a line between your story of demons coming in and, you know, that actually having some some real world effect on me. Please tell me how to pull this levitation thing off because I am happy to bring in a demon right now if it can happen. We, we can do it right here on mic. How does this work? Um, sure. So you you open yourself up to their to their influence okay, under I'm the open. guise of a ghost uh, or um, witchcraft or whatever it is. Okay, you how do how do I open myself? Because I'm 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 trying it now. I'm open. I'm I'm freeing my mind. I'm thinking about the dark side of the force. Uh, expecto patronum. And you're worshiping Satan, and you're, you're hail Baphomet. Okay, well. hail Satan, hail Satan, Satan. <laughs> what is with okay. you in the voices today? I'm just trying. I mean, look, Hollywood has taught me that these voices go with the the deal. Okay, so I'm doing my best. I can't help it if I don't know that. I'm asking you how to do it. <laughs> You seem well, to think just, these things you are just real. Did it. You just did it right now by okay. just doing that. Right. You've you've done you've started a process to become more entrenched. More, you're making a joke and a mockery of God. That's yes, a sin. You're I, sinning. You're, yes, I am sinning. Sin, I am blaspheming. In fact, can we just say blaspheming? Because that's sure. that's that's Blas- worse than sin, right? Well, blaspheming is a sin, but it's a bad one, isn't it? <laughs> Yes. Okay. So I want to. I want to. I want to do. I want the levitation demon. Okay. So I'm not. I'm not after the the one that just you know makes you blind. I'm already that. I was born blind. G- give me the. Give me the levitation demon. Damn it. Well, so you said there's a levitation demon. Well, I, look. It seems to be associated with demonic uh, action. Did you listen to this week's? <laughs> not believable, right? So, yeah. well, so a lot of levitation going on. How do I do control, it? You can't control which demon you get. Let's assume these that there are these levitation demons or whatever, which is... Okay, I'll go with head spinning all the way around. I mean, I've never been able to pull that off. That seems pretty cool. Go with what? Heads? Head spinning all the way around, like the exorcist. Okay. Wouldn't uh, that be cool? Yeah, Haven't like, you ever tried to spin your head all the way around and <laughs> realize that, yeah, that's not possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the purpose of the demons is not to do those tricks. It's to get you to become entrenched in your sinful rebellion against God. Okay, well, they were doing the tricks on a freaking six-year-old who, who wasn't, he didn't have any of that in mind. What? There's you did listen to the podcast, right? The the guy uh, on the... Uh, I told you I was half... Okay, so the other guy, the one who was the, um, the uh, minister of... Uh, Deliverance. He his first encounter with a demon was at age six. Mm-hmm. So and his head his head spun around. No, but he levitated. Okay. So so clearly some powerful demon got a hold of this kid for whatever reason. Um, I don't know what evil he had done at age six to to get their interest, uh, but he he got him. So I'm just saying, what whatever a six-year-old can do to get a demon, I'm tr- I'm trying to figure that out so that I can get me a levitation demon right now. I've got a I've got a, a iPhone 10s Max. It's got a great video camera. I will record it. 
Okay, so I don't know if this guy's. I don't know this guy if he's full of it or not. But let let's say there are levitation. You can't. That's that's the deal. You won't be able to control what you get when you open yourself up to the. Okay, well I don't care. Yeah, I don't care if I can control it. It's a superpower that would probably make me fairly rich and famous if no, I can get it on I mean, video. Though. You're trying to control which. I mean, this there aren't levitation demons, but you you we're calling it this just for the sake of argument. If you want a levitation demon as opposed to a head spinning demon, you're not going to be able to control which of those you get. Okay, well, I'll take either one. I'll take throwing up green vomit. What do you got? <laughs> you can't. What about the demons that cause you to blaspheme? Why don't you? Blaspheme? Well, I just uh, did some blasphemy and I didn't get anything. <laughs> so... that, that is what you got. You're becoming entrenched and hardened in your heart that you think blaspheming God is a joke. It's it's you know it's no big deal to I you. I think You're... look, I think it's as much of a joke as you think dressing up as a devil is. I, I'm not entirely sure how that's different. So I guess that demon really got through to you then. You've been influenced. There you go. There it, you go. Well, maybe you've been influenced because you think that it's okay to walk around looking like him. <laughs> so... Well, I've never, I've never been... In, I wouldn't have been influenced because I've never opened myself up to a demon. Well, I don't I'm even know what you mean by opening yourself up. I mean, to me, that's woo-woo talk. I don't, I don't know what it means to open yourself up to a thing. All, all I can do is look at an idea and see if it makes any sense to me. I can explore whether it makes sense to me. I can uh, pull my inner self and uh, see whether I believe it or not. But I don't, I don't know how to open myself up to a thing that doesn't. That's not a language that makes any sense to me. It's to truly, I don't know, give yourself up to, you know, like in the context of demon possession with your love, like you truly, Hey, I'll like, come, come over me or whatever. And okay. You, and you I don't believe in demons. Not as a, okay. So then, so, the, so is it, is it impossible here. then? So I'm not really blaspheming then because I don't believe in demons. I'm not really opening myself up. I'm just saying the words, but isn't that the same truth with Christianity? I mean, you would, you would say, you know, I should, I should pray to God or whatever, open myself up to God. I don't believe in God either. So I would open myself up to God in the same way I just opened myself up to demons. And, and, it, and it sounds like you're saying it would be ineffective for me. Yeah, you're, so I didn't hear everything you said in the last part, but you were saying that you're open. My openness sorry. to God, to demons, is the same as my openness to God. I don't believe in either one of them. So okay, I don't, so I'm not, not okay. But how, how how would I be how would I become open? You you're so worried that I would open myself up to demons that I don't believe in, but you would like me to open myself up to God. How would how is it different? Right. So you would invite like take part in a witchcraft uh, ritual or something, and you actually believe you know through these forces you're going to achieve a certain okay. Result you, you keep going. Wait, wait, wait. Like you that. keep you're... going. You keep saying, and you actually believe. I'm telling yeah. you, I do not actually believe. I am never going to actually believe. I don't actually, I cannot actually believe. I am incapable of actually believing it. Well, then you're never going to levitate or have your head spin around. Then I'm also never going to be a God believer because I don't actually believe that either. So yeah, if you don't have, you don't have God in your heart, do you? So I don't right, even know not... what you mean by that. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to uh, say no, but okay, how, how would good. I possibly... So how would I but possibly get possibly. God in my heart if I don't believe? 
So here's how you possibly do it then, because okay. you you should be open to believing. What does that mean? If you learn the truth, you that means it in an ordinary sense. You're an honest seeker. That's what I'm talking about at this point. But once you believe God exists, then you're open to Him dwelling in your heart. And okay, but I don't believe head. He exists. So how can I be open to Him now? You can't. Okay. Yes. Not possible. That's that's all I'm saying. I so not possible. Also not my fault uh, because I don't. I can't make myself believe a thing I don't believe. So can I? Let me just intro. So I, I guess what your point and I agreed with you. This isn't going to be a surprise for you because I modified my claims. You're, I guess the point you're trying to get to is if you want to play like a board game on a Ouija board. Um, uh, or play tarot cards or something like that, but you don't believe your, you don't have the intent that you're trying to be, you're not being open to demons. You're just playing a game uh, that happens to have these things on it. That's, then that's fine in the same way that you're not open to God, right? So if that's your point, then yeah, remember I, I modified there that I do think it's about the intent that maybe there's a Ouija board board game that you're playing or something like that, but you're right, not but actually then, then it can't possibly be a gateway. And by the way, if you do believe in the powers of Satan, you don't need a Ouija board. So the Ouija board still isn't the gateway. The Ouija board isn't anything but right. a stupid piece of cardboard and a, yep. and a thing. Yep. The, the thing that's the what you're calling a gateway is actual belief. And I, and yep. I, I think that this is where your argument should be modified to... Um, yeah, I think I think it is. That's why I said it's the intent, right? They, these people use these occultic practices. I mean, anything. If you spin around in a circle and jump up three times, that that can become an occultic practice uh, type thing. If your intent is opening yourself up. Um, so yeah, I, I okay. I take your I take your point there. I did modify that um, on that aspect, and yeah, I'll I'll agree with you there. Okay. All right. All right. So, I mean, so, yeah. So for the Christian, this stuff, I think, I think Christians should take this stuff more seriously. If you actually believe that there are demons and there are gateways uh, and that, you know, you could accidentally, because the way the guy was talking about uh, on the program, you can accidentally let a demon in by doing some of this stuff. This is just one of those doors. It's a hard coded door. You open the door, demon comes in. Um, and that's what I don't, that's what I'm saying sounds crazy. Now, I still think it all sounds crazy, but if what you're saying is, well, no, the only way to really let one of these guys in is you have to want them in really bad. So you have to believe in them really strongly and you've got to want them really bad. Then I would say, okay, well, that's kind of like God. Then you got to believe in them really strongly and want them really bad. Um, yeah, I guess I, that is what I would like for, yeah, because. I took I I did a Ouija board back in high school or something. I didn't actually take part in it. My friends were doing it. Um, nothing happened. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get infected with a demon or possessed by a demon or anything like that because I didn't. I I just thought it was a bunch of fluff, uh, as I'm sure all of them did too. They're just playing a little game like oh let's be let's have some fun or something like that. Um, so maybe. Maybe that's why, because none of us were truly open or truly actually trying to summon ghosts or demons or something like that in a real sense. Maybe that's why. No, I mean, 
I don't know, did you believe in demons? At that time, I yeah. did, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't believe in ghosts. But you did believe in demons. Yes. And you were playing a game that uh, was known to let demons in. Well, I, I didn't play it. I, I reserved, I just said to, I said I'll stay out of it, but I watched. Um, but I didn't see, I just saw it as a board game. So you did stupid. think that it was possibly a conduit that a demon could come through. Um, I, I don't think I did really. I was just sort of, well, the, the Bible frowns on this, but I was kind of, I wasn't uh, at that time. I wasn't taking the Bible seriously then, I, yeah. as you said, like I knew, yeah, I, I guess I was just kind of, I, I was saying, well, the Bible says I shouldn't, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, you know, that's you guys. I'm not doing nothing. Uh, but you know, but I know, you'll just I know be in this, you'll just be in this room where the, where the demons might come and, you know. Well, I wasn't going to stand outside, but, okay. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, I was just like in my head. Yeah. What I was saying, this is just a bunch of, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you're you're like, I'm not going to take the drugs, but yeah, I'll hang out with you guys. Uh, actually I did do that. So yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying that's, that's not. Yeah. I was, a, I, there were things about me in my Christian life that were hypocritical. Um, now I, I'm trying to be better at that now. I'm sure there's, well, I, I mean, I, no, I don't, I, I think it's part of it is you really don't know what you believe. And I, you know, over the course of talking about this for, for a few days, you know, that's what comes to me the most. It's a thing that you really haven't studied that hard. And I think that if, that if we put you on the, the counselor's couch and really dug into your head a little bit, you know, there's probably something behind why you have chosen not to study this that much. Um, I don't think it's it's yeah like I just I uh, the Bible gives me what I need to do to live a Christian life that that's what's important to me as to figuring out a secondary issue of how spiritual warfare takes place I, I see that as just a secondary issue that's not as important but, to but me you, as, you understand as that other. plenty of Christians don't think of it as a secondary issue I think of it as very primary do you mean by primary do you mean like an essential belief absolutely because they think that awesome. if you if you are stepping in the wrong spiritual landmines you are going to blow yourself straight to hell yeah um okay well i i dis, i would just disagree with their definition of christianity proper i i think you can be a christian and and not believe in demons or even Satan. You can believe that those are errors in the Bible when it's uh, talking about this. I, I think that they would definitely, you know, speaking for crazy Christians everywhere, they would um, they would definitely disagree with you. You you could not, in fact, be a Christian and not believe in Satan. In fact, I think they would say you couldn't be a Christian and think that you could not believe in Satan. So even <laughs> even if you do, but you think it's okay not to, they would still probably put you outside of uh, the Christian camp for that view. But that's it. Look, um, spiritual warfare next week. Uh, I I think that we've you know established a a, a little bit of uh, ground to carve out, and we'll, we'll just have to carve out um, a little bit more. Uh, next week, but our hour's about up, and uh, so I want to go ahead and thank the listeners for this uh, spooktacular. Uh, and, no, no, no! You got to use the voice. <laughs> See, I got criticized for the voice. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't worry about it. No, I'm now I'm worried about it now. <laughs> Ooh, spectacular. No, that's that's that was also sad. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, and uh, thanks, Dale, for uh, uh, for recording this with me. And uh, yeah, we're we're gonna. We're going to continue to explore this issue and, you know, we won't, you know, we'll try to avoid a shouting match, but next week won't be quite as casual as this week. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think this one was definitely better because um, just to, I know you guys, the audience will never hear what happened, but I have to be honest, I beat the living heck out of David. He was in tears. It he was just awful. couldn't. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't refute what I had to say. So. That's the real. Re- that's the real reason why why I decided not to play this. I knew it. I knew it. You're, <laughs> you're welcome, Dale. I think it would have been interesting for the people to know how you cry. Like, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, would be, that would be nice. But we're not. We're just not going to put that up there. Well, maybe okay. maybe that'll be a pay per view type thing. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll take that's some donations. Idea. We'll put that one up there if we if we raise enough money. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, yeah, have a have a happy Halloween, everyone, and uh, enjoy the day. Stay away from demons and enjoy some candy. And uh, yeah, so opposite advice. Uh, no, have a good day. Enjoy some candy, but please don't take candy from strangers. That's a dumb tradition. Go to a, go to a nice Halloween party and uh, get safe candy from people you know and trust. And uh, by all means, consort with demons. Uh, if you meet a demon. Uh, you know, maybe talk to them, get to know them. Maybe they're not as bad. I mean, you've only heard the Christian side of the story. Uh, they they have been uh, demeaned for ages without giving their side of the story, and you should keep an open mind to everybody. So if you run into a demon, treat them nicely, offer them some candy, uh, and uh, if they offer you some special powers or, uh, you know, offer to levitate you, go for it and film it, for Pete's sake. Let's see it. All right, uh, yeah, you had the last word, so, all right. <laughs> Am I supposed to respond to that? Like, okay. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> all right, happy Halloween, everybody. All right, out of here. <laughs> <laughs>